0: Okay, here we go. So today's vanity plate says G A M E space X. It's a California plate. What do you think it means?
1: Game X. Game
0: X. Game
1: X.
2: Well, my first thought is that maybe the X stands for 10, potentially. I mean, my initial thought would be that this is
3: some sort of video game player's plate. The first thing that I thought of. Honestly, it was Malcolm X, which I know is kind of random.
1: Game X. It's where you find games. X marks the spot where you find the game.
0: And the X is the sexiest letter, which I think we all know.
1: What does X stand for? Maybe the X games, but also it's a singular game. Game over.
2: Or you could be game for something or game to do something.
1: Or I no longer participate in games. Games are my X.
3: it's game x i think there's just a lot of history with it and it's very big with my my bond with my father too right it just like reminds me of him and how supportive he's been
0: i'm isaac klein and this is vanity the podcast that brings you the stories behind the plates
2: The
3: X in my father's mind stands for time, so it's a game time (laughs) license plate.
0: That's Emma Reynolds. She's 23, and she's a grad student at UNC Chapel Hill. She came here last year from California to study public health and to play volleyball for the Tar Heels. Emma is the owner of the car with the vanity plate in question, but she bought it from her dad, and he's the one who made it game time.
3: So he bought the car when my brother and I were both in our undergrads. So my my brother's down at USC in LA, and I was at Cal Poly in San Luis, and we lived in Bakersfield. So it was a two-hour commute to both. That was his vehicle whenever he would make it to all of our games. So he was like, all right, Sportsmobile, got to put game time on it because it was the only reason he drove the car. Just sat in the driveway unless he was driving to come and watch us play. The Sportsmobile,
0: as Emma calls it, is more than just a car. It's a constant reminder of her father's love and devotion. And I didn't just get to hear about the sportsmobile, I also got to ride in it.
3: Cool. Right. Shall we hit it? Let's do it. you tell it's a diesel?
0: <laughs> the sportsmobile okay. is a sight to behold. Emma's father, George, says he chose the Volkswagen Jetta primarily for its good gas mileage, but he was clearly after more than the basics.
1: I can't just drive a standard car. So that's a completely blacked out car, right? So we blacked out all the chrome, blacked out the wheels. So I had to have a blacked out license plate. So uh, we found the license plate to match. And why did you black it all out that way? Just because if I'm going to be in it for for nine hours, I didn't want to be the dad in a a grocery getter station wagon, you know? I wanted it looked a little bit nicer.
0: (laughs) George was riding in style for game time, and he wasn't the only one. Emma's mom was right there by his side
2: my name is Jill Reynolds. Um, I'm a mother of two children. I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Game time means we're hitting the road to go watch and cheer on our our children and their teams.
0: Through all the years that Emma and her brother Graydon have played sports, George and Jill have never missed a game, thanks to a strategy they call man-on-man defense.
2: The kids have had matches and games at the same time, so we've been split. In terms of one goes to one, the other goes to the other. Which I'm thankful for, that's why we had two kids. We're like, we can't do more. <laughs> we'll, we'll be out, man.
0: The Reynolds family devotion to athletics is an epic legacy. Her family tree is filled with people who played at the college and professional levels. Emma's great-grandfather, Hector Dyer, won gold at the 1932 Olympics in Los Angeles. He and his teammates set a new world record for the 4x100 relay race that year.
3: I think my brother and I always were so infatuated with the idea of being an Olympian. Our whole entire front room as kids was completely emptied out on hardwood, and my parents just filled it with balls. (laughs) They did not care. We broke so many lamps in the house.
0: George and Jill were more concerned with playing than whatever they might break.
2: I mean, our kids had a ball in their hands before they could walk. You know, I always said get the china out of the china hutch, it doesn't matter. Our house is going to be ballproof
0: When the kids had games, George would wake them up with rock music blaring at full volume and keep it blasting in the car to get them amped as he drove them over. It was kind of a
1: joke, but it was also a great way to just transition from one thing to the next to the next instead of making you know sports your life or instead of making school your life or or work your life you know how do we transition so that was our game time
0: car that car took emma and her brother Graydon to all kinds of sports i was on the flag
3: football team with my brother and i played baseball and soccer and i was allergic to grass
0: and that didn't really work that well emma found more success indoors her mom aunt and grandfather were all serious about volleyball and they helped to coach at a club in bakersfield
3: so i kind of would being in the gym when she was coaching, messing around. So that one kind of stuck. It was cool to be able to be surrounded by family. I think that was the coolest part.
0: Emma was a natural on the volleyball court. It wasn't long before she got recruited to play on her first team. She played setter, a position she'd stay in for the long haul. Soon enough, she was playing for her mom's team.
2: She was above and beyond where everybody else was at her age the entire time. She was always playing up.
0: Emma practiced as hard as she played, and not just at the club.
3: I think I broke like three garage doors from like hitting the volleyball against a garage door in the backyard. And then so finally I had to use a stucco wall, then my dad had to restucco the wall because I kept hitting. So then he built me a wall, like a plywood wall that I could play against.
0: By the time Emma hit high school, she was absolutely crushing the game.
2: Emma was a four-year starter on the varsity team, and she was phenomenal. I think her coaches would tell you that they've never coached anybody like her.
0: Emma was killing it on and off the court. She graduated high school as valedictorian and got accepted at Cal Poly, a California college with a division one volleyball team. She showed up there ready to rock.
3: I was in the best shape of my life. I was doing so well and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to kick colleges. But started training with the team. I sucked. I mean, I was horrible. I... It was the last one in sprints. I couldn't lift up weights, and I was like, what is going on?
0: She was collapsing in exhaustion after every practice.
3: I would just lay there on the floor and wait until I could catch my breath.
0: Emma couldn't keep up, and she was terrified of what her new teammates would think.
3: That's embarrassing. It makes me look like I don't have a work ethic. It's opposite of everything I've ever been told I am or have worked to be. And come to find out, I was anemic, and I didn't know it.
0: She found out she had severe iron deficiency anemia, which was due in part to heavy menstrual bleeding.
3: I kind of suffered a lot of it in silence because I was trying to prove myself and I don't, you know, it's not a very good impression to be like, oh, hey, I'm Emma, I'm horribly sick. Would you like me to still be on your elite team and compete with you?
0: She got put on iron infusions and supplemental oxygen and meds that made her sick.
3: Finally, my coach just put a trash can by the court for me, (laughs) running through up, running through up, it was fun.
0: Nothing Emma tried was helping her get better. She saw some doctors who recommended a hysterectomy.
3: Like I'm 19 years old. I'm not, I want a family, I want kids, I want all this, like, these are things that I'm unwilling to compromise. I'm like, okay, well, you might want to back off your sport. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that.
0: Emma realized that if she wanted to win this fight, she'd have to step up her game.
3: I tracked my um, iron levels. I had them graphed, I had them in Excel sheets, I tracked my blood loss, I tracked my dietary intake, I tracked when I was having treatments, I found the medication they ended up prescribing me and asked them to prescribe it to me. I was so frustrated with the lack of research on women's health issues, I made it my senior project.
0: Emma's gradual victory over her anemia was thanks to more than just her own diligence. Her family, her friends, her team, and her coach were there for her at every step and she had the counsel of some amazing specialists. Another thing she said that helped her was her Christian faith. She shared some Bible passages with me that she loves, including this one from Romans 5.
3: And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope.
0: It would still take Emma several years of perseverance to get back to the level she was at before college. There were plenty of moments when she felt like giving up.
3: Somehow I stuck through it. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being able to have said that I I pushed through that because I don't think it was easy at all. Uh, Anyone I've ever talked to, I'm like, are you even a college athlete if you don't seriously contemplate quitting at least three times?
0: But Emma didn't quit. As her own health improved, a new threat to the health of the entire world was spreading.
3: Yeah, Yeah, my senior season was canceled completely.
0: Stuck at home like a lot of us in 2020, Emma kept training and trying to plan for what might come next. She found out that student-athletes like her, who lost their senior years to COVID, would be granted an extra year of eligibility to play. And I was looking
3: at, you know, am I getting into medical school right now, or do I want to pursue a master's prior, kind of weighing all my options.
0: Inspired in part by her own struggle, Emma decided to pursue a master's in public health. There was one university across the country that had both a great volleyball team and a top health program. Before Emma knew it, she'd been accepted at UNC Chapel Hill and was on her way across the country in the blacked out Jetta with the game time plates.
3: I don't think it was until like finally December that I'm like, wow, I just moved 3,000 miles away from home, started my master's program, excelled in the program, met all these great people, You know, feel like I have a home 3,000 miles away. Wow, that's so cool. I just did that. Wow, I can't believe I just did that. Did I just do that? (laughs) It happened so quickly. And there wasn't ever time to kind of stop.
0: Emma's first semester of grad school was also her last semester of volleyball as a college athlete.
3: Now, (laughs) at the end of my career, I'm finally healthy. And I'm finally able to perform the way that I have known I could for so long.
0: Her family made trips to North Carolina for game time. Carolina retooling their lineup using the pandemic certainly to their advantage.
1: Six newcomers, three graduate transfers and Nia Parker Robinson, Megan Nealon and Emma Reynolds. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, You know, after I got used to the fact you can't see anything out there because you guys got too many trees. um, What a beautiful place to be. And, and, um, beautiful time to experience things so uh, I really think she found her place which I think is pretty damn awesome Um, you know I just wish it was a 1900 miles this way that one's caromed off a tar heel here's Reynolds to Robinson ball game over Carolina sweeps the
3: match Three sets to nine, but they moved to 9-0 and 0 on the year. I think my biggest takeaway from five years of playing collegiately is the relationships and the connection. The team is my family, and they're still part of my life. It's clear that Emma will miss the sport. But also, I kind of just feel like I switched like all of my energy from like college athletics straight into my career. So I just kind of like went, okay, goal accomplished. Next goal, let's go.
0: However Emma spends her time now, she still commits to it like it's game time.
3: Let's go. It's game time. Let's go. Like we're focusing. It's that like complete focus on whatever you're doing at the time free of distraction. Put your phone away. Stop holding that conversation. Like what are what are we doing? Let's focus on it. Let's get after it. Let's enjoy it. Let's be in it.
0: After her master's, Emma plans to go on to med school, and farther down the road, she hopes to have children of her own and let them discover their own passions in life.
3: Definitely not going to force my kids to play volleyball. That's <laughs> thankful that my parents did didn't do that. I chose to, so I think it's a common misconception, and a lot of my decisions have been that there's a pressure.
2: Honestly, I don't care what my kids do. My daughter does. It's just a joy to be a part of that space and watch them um, do their thing and be and be good at what they do and work hard for what they want. So whether that be play an instrument. Sing, dance, uh, you know, theater, a choir, I don't care. It's like, just find something else besides you, like something bigger than yourself.
3: All right, we're back.
0: Made it. As we finished our spin in the sportsmobile, that emblem of her family's game time legacy, I asked Emma what the vanity plate means to her now.
3: It makes me laugh. I, I think it's funny, but it, it really reminds me of just how much support I've had over the years from my family.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, if the kids call and say they need something or want something, I do the best I can to be there uh, with them. But don't get me wrong, we're not the richest people in the world. It's not about money. It's about it's about time and showing, showing your support and dedication.
2: We're proud of them, and we're proud to go support them and cheer them on. Whether she's going to play a game or whether she's going to class or whether she's going to work, like, game on.
0: This episode was written and produced by yours truly, Isaac Klein. The music was composed and performed by James Stewart. The podcast cover art is by David Litman. The people guessing the meaning of the plate were Robert Beseda, Jersey Gwzdowski, Jada Hester, Linda Lee McBride, Brigham Mosley, and Kiara Peacock. Special thanks this episode to Emma, Jill, and George Reynolds, Catapult Sports, Laura Hicks, Brian Suto, Mike Anderson, Yasmina Mayer, Annabeth Poe, Kate Shepard, Tom Linden, Laura Rule, Paul Quadros, John Bewin, Mark Robinson, the Triad Foundation, and everyone at UNC Chapel Hill who helped to make this happen. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the ride.